Welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense. Welcome back. If you've listened to previous episodes, thank you very much. If you've left a review or shared it with someone else, thank you even more. More much? That's not a good phrase, Vic. So thank you even more. I really do appreciate it. With this podcast, I am able to help people and to expand my reach while having it be available at no cost. And that was something that when I first started recording, it was very important to me and remains so today because I realized not everyone at this time, you can through manifesting, but maybe at this time there aren't the funds for coaching or they're allocated to something else like raising those young people in your home or it's just not available at this time or you're not interested, but the micro doses of intuition and business coaching and life coaching and all the combination of whatever comes up out of my mouth from spirit as well as from my over two decades of coaching that it is something that's helpful that it's something that provides a service because of truthfully it's a heart service for me it's something that i feel helps me feel connected to everybody and it helps me to remain grounded and to not get too insulated in my own world because some of you may be able to understand this. I work from home and although I have critters who you may hear in the background, um, it's <laughs> there's not a lot of human interaction on the days where I'm not doing sessions and there have to be some of those days for running a business. You have to have focus days and this time frame where we are more working from home and we are experiencing the joys of being able to do that, there's also some challenges to it. And recently, I moved from the beautiful Berkshires in Massachusetts where I had made my home for almost 30 years um, to beautiful, equally as beautiful Rhinebeck, New York, which ironically is where I was born. So yes, I am now living about five miles from the hospital where I chose as a soul to come into a human experience. And I'm about seven miles from the house I grew up in as a child. And I can really appreciate the humor in the universe as well as my own desire, I think, to heal some stuff that was still outstanding and is still outstanding. I mean, this is a part of being human, right? We experience different layers and we come to know ourselves at a greater and greater level, hopefully, and begin to challenge some of the messages that were there and begin to create our own habits and our own messaging. And the change that has to happen in order for us to do that is it's often the catalyst. It's often the kick in the chuchibumi. It's often the thing that gets us to say, well, okay, I was kind of okay with coasting for a little bit, but here we go. Here's another life experience. And I really believe that our humanness and our soul together decided that they were going to make the greatest adventure they could of this time in body each lifetime and to present different challenges in front of us and then we create them. I don't believe there's a destiny chart or there's anything written in stone 
that we must experience. And I don't even believe that line of, I had to go through this in order to learn. Now, maybe you needed to experience something to open your eyes, but I don't believe that there's some kind of manifest that's written up or some kind of chart for your life that is so specific. Is there a template? Yes, I do believe that. I believe that our soul agrees to come in and learn and each person has a different intention of learning and then the human self is brave enough to carry it out and through all of that though most of the time what comes up for us in a form of great opening and great expansion and learning and understanding and hopefully joyfulness and fun it has a common denominator of change. And that is what I'm going to talk about today because most of the clients that come to me as well, it's because they're going through a change or they feel stagnant and they're looking for a change. And when I read with someone, I'm able to see where they may be out of alignment with what would feel great to them. I can see the potential of trajectories or directions that their own soul is trying to communicate to them, but it gets confusing, right? I know sometimes I block out some of my greatest messages and I actually realized not too long ago, I thought, wow, I'm really good at having a quiet head. And I remember questioning myself and saying, do you have a quiet head or do you have an avoiding head? Are you avoiding thinking about things because there's been so much change lately? A month ago when I moved, I had underestimated how exhausting I had forgotten. And I feel like this is a part of the human condition that helps us sometimes. You know, we forget that something was so difficult. And people have said that about childbirth, but I got to tell you for me, no, no, I remember that. I remember that. That's why there's one um, child that came biologically from me uh, because I remember that and yeah I'm not doing that again and I wasn't doing it again and however this change or big challenges to myself every stinking time I forget I forget that it's going to bring up emotional shifts spiritual shifts uh, physical shifts even and that ability to remember that change is exciting change is good is something that I definitely had to reframe within myself. I had to bring it to myself. It was not something I ever found to be natural because there was so much that was unsteady in the majority of my life, like the first four decades. (laughs) So change is happening a lot lately and it's always going to happen. We're always going to have a bunch of change in our life. Because to stay the same and to stay stagnant is not a sole intention, nor is it in our best interest. Um, We become complacent and, dare I say, boring. So lately the change that's happening is really asking us to leave old patterns behind. And it's asking us to release those things that are no longer serving us. And the way I described it in a class that I was leading the other night was previously most of the energy that's been coming at us, and I'm talking for lifetimes, has been in front of us, right? More of a forceful energy, more of a, 
going to push you into doing what you need to do in order to grow. This feels like it's gotten behind us. And I've been saying this for a couple of years now, and it is definitely here where there's a hand at your shoulder kind of, or your lower back or something just pushing you along, um, just moving you forward saying, are you sure? Are you sure? And that's where my question to myself of, do you have a quiet mind or do you have an avoiding mind? was powerful and I know it came from one of my guides as a gentle nudge to be like Vic don't be a hypocrite because that bugs me (laughs) um so if I'm asking other people to grow and I'm encouraging and saying this can be a lot of fun I need to understand what it feels like to avoid the the deeper subjects and that's what I was doing You know, I was making it seem like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm just moving from a place that gave me a home that I felt for the first time in my life accepted for who I was. Um, And just the gorgeous Berkshires and where we raised our kids. And, you know, I went through the experience of the majority of my marriage, but also my husband passing and then getting my own condo and the multiple businesses, places of business, I should say, because I had the same business, but place of business that I experienced and got to know new neighbors, to shifting to what I know is the next uh, heart space, the next right space for me, and yet I was avoiding the fact that I was terrified. I was afraid that if I trusted yet another person, were they going to you know, pull the rug out from underneath my feet or... Was I being blind to any red flags that might be there? Um, And was I just not admitting to myself that I was so tired physically, emotionally, spiritually, all of this during pandemic? Um, And although I've been thankfully blessed in um, my circle and my, my close circle anyway, and in my business... I've been blessed to be able to help more people because more people are realizing that the life they've been living is just not resonating with them and they'd like to change it and they want to do it in a way that I feel like my coaching provides. As someone said to me the other day, you take the confusion that's in my life and give it clarity. And I thanked her for that. I said, that's brilliant. Um, and a a great description, but, oh, I'm so grateful to be able to do that because I do like cleaning up a mess. I am that person who (laughs) likes to organize and put things in place. And so when we're going through a change, organization is often needed, right? And especially if you're moving, ah, things will happen that way. And when you're going from living by yourself to living with someone for the first time as an adult, um, as a true adult, I mean, I moved in with Howard when I, Howard and I moved in together, actually, our first apartment when I was 19. Uh, I don't really consider that to be my adult self. Um, so truly moving in, knowing who I am, what I like, and yes, having created some patterns that were supportive to me as being a single person, you can, you know, Cheerios are a dinner. Thank you very much. So the energy lately, I don't know if you've been feeling it, but it can have a very uneasy feeling because we're really tapping into our potential. When that energy is behind us and and encouraging and guiding, it's giving you a feeling or an experience of 
let's go. We can do this. You can do this. Yes, you have choice, but you also have support of the universe and and that's what's happening. And I thought I'd talk about a few ways that it can help you to embrace change, to actually go with the flow of it and not resist it. The first and the last one are absolutely going to be about remembering you have support in your guides, you have support in angels, you have support in ascended masters and source. And you do have the support of those who have crossed. However, they have their own process to lead and to live still in the non-physical. So while you can look to them for um, a connection and for a belief in yourself, <laughs> ah, you know what? Uh, they are not the best source for advice because they're still going through their process. So... But you have that, you have your soul self most importantly. And when you learn to connect, which by the way, there's a course on vickybaird.com teaching you how to connect to your soul self that you can go sign up for self-guided um, along with some, I pop in there occasionally for some live courses and guidance and everything. So you have your soul connection. And often the times when we are most frightened, it's because we've disconnected from our soul's message and our soul's journey, and maybe didn't know that we could connect in the first place. So what are the, some of the challenges of change that you experience? I've written down, actually quite a few, try to make this concise, but I've written down a few that I've noticed tend to be the I guess common ones and you know what as humans we're not all that complicated we have different pasts and we have different experiences and we have different way of processing things of course but when it comes right down to it we have more in common than we think and I feel like that can actually bring some calm and some peace to people to realize you're not the only one who's ever felt this and I'll tell myself that sometimes really Vicky like when I was going through this change you know, a dear friend of mine and her family just moved across the country and she had three kids, two dogs, you know, going to this place where they've been before, but all new area and just this expansion. And there were times where not in a diminishment of my experience, but in a Vicky, people understand this. I would think to myself, people move every day, Vicky, they just moved and they're doing well and you can do this. And then I counted up how many times I moved and realized, okay, my head's just running away with it. So some of the, the challenge with change is this push-pull that we get into because our first instinct when confronted with change is to fight it or resist it. And I just want you to hear that that's natural, that's normal. And if you can allow yourself to explore the uncertainty, to be uncomfortable, to understand that your resisting is not a failing on your part. It's not an indication that success is not possible. It's just the fear that comes up within you. And, you know, maybe there was some change in the past that you didn't like. So if you can accept the way things are and then open up to the possibility of the opportunity and that growth, um, which may mean not knowing what that is. Like you can't know for sure that a move is going to be in your best interest. You can feel like it is. 
you can trust your own capabilities, but we can't know anything for sure. So even when someone comes to me for a reading and I have the accuracy rate that I have, it involves them being willing to accept change and to be in the space of change for the highest outcome to happen. So that doesn't mean I know everything. I can't and I don't want to. What it means is that each of us, once we're comfortable in not knowing, you can actually relax and create more abundance and love and opportunity in your life because you might think you know what today is going to be because you have patterns and you have rituals and you have things, but none of us really know what this afternoon is going to bring until we walk through it. So look at that. You've done it perfectly every day, not knowing and still showing up for it. So it's important to validate your feelings that change is not easy. It can be exciting and it's often the thing we very much needed even if we have to look at it in hindsight. But even supportive, positive, uplifting change can be challenging. You know, I think of actors or stage performers when it comes to this. They they almost have to work off a muscle memory sometimes because no matter how many times you've done it, there's a little bit of stage fright there. And that's exciting to them. It's where their heart calls them to be on stage. And yet there's this, what are you doing? A new role? Are you crazy? Get out of this. Get something more dependable. Whatever the story is. But that's what I think of is there's a change in every scenario, especially if it's live, because they don't know what's going to happen. And I actually love doing live shows because of the uncertainty of what's going to happen. And I just trust in spirit so much that if something comes up, I'll be able to manage it, um, handle it, have fun with it. But I don't know that I'd want to be up there doing somebody else's lines. Uh, That would probably freak me out a little bit. I can't even remember stinking song lyrics. So can you imagine me in a play, the poor people working with me? Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, VickiBaird.com, check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help. However, that change, as exciting as it is, is not easy, scary, and yet the courage it takes to do it is the same in all of us because, you know, we're all on a stage of our own life we're all presenting in some way our own life and wouldn't you like to be on the stage of your life where it does not have to be to you know hundreds of people or millions of people but it, it can be you are the one in that audience saying you did a good job there kiddo so if you honor and validate your feelings and you respect how you're doing, you'll be able to hold that space for your emotions that come up. And then you'll be able to cultivate the acceptance 
the ease, the compassion that we need to navigate the sometimes feels like a cyclonic action um, experience in life. And with that, you'll be able to create a more natural flow. Like you'll have an acceptance of, yeah, this is change. This is what's happening. Um, you can maybe manage some of those expectations because a lot of the times I feel like people put a, 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 a an accomplishment point because deadline is such a terrible word. Why would you rush to be dead? Um, they put like this date that something has to, I'll figure myself out by this point or I'll accomplish this thing by that point. And while I agree that we need to have some kind of bouncing off point, when you get super specific about a um, time that you'll be expanding or a date that you'll be expanding. I mean, obviously it's different if you've signed up for a 5K, but if you manage your expectations, it, it will help you because it's natural to want to adapt to change quickly. Why do you think the diet industry works and makes billions and trillions of dollars? Because they're promising this in two weeks when it's really the long game that affects the phys- your physical body in the best way. But we have this natural tendency to want to adapt quickly and likely back in our cave period, <laughs> we needed that. But adjusting emotionally, spiritually, it just takes time. And if you're expecting too much from yourself too soon, you're going to fall into that trap of comparing yourself to others. Like I could have compared myself to Kelly and their experience of moving, but that's rude to them, right? That's saying, well, they just sailed through this without any challenges when that's not possible either, right? So the comparison game will take you out. And if you have too high of an expectation of how fast things are going to change, then that's likely where things will fall in. When I work with people in developing their businesses, for instance, I'm very upfront with this is not a six-week program. I am not talking about you know, making six figures in a month and a half because one, I don't want to get in trouble with any kind of agency for promising that. But also I'm about transformation and I'm about long lasting transformation and successful transformation rather than easy fixes or quick answers because there there aren't any. Um, it is okay to take things slowly. It's It's important to pace yourself. Like this weekend, we went on our longest ride yet and did 32 miles on the bike. I'm very excited about that. I'm more excited that days later I didn't hurt <laughs> because trust me, sitting on a bike seat for that long hurt while you were on the bike seat. <laughs> but um, they, the pacing, we were laughing because uh, Mike does not, he, he starts out saying, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to pace. We're going to do it. And he doesn't, he, he just doesn't pace well. I bought him him. Uh, an odometer, pedometer kind of readout thing. And it's not on the bike yet for this reason, because his pacing is more like, you know, Tour de France and where my pacing is, oh no, I, I've learned well that when he says 20 miles, we're doing at least 25. We ended up doing 32 because we added the six mile fun kind of thing as well. But I paced at 10 and a half miles an hour. That was my pace the whole time, uphill, downhill. 
Um, there was a lot of uphill, <laughs> but 10, I knew that three hours of cycling, no problem. Got this, right? You have done that in spin classes can do this. Uh, not spin class all at once, but taught three spin classes in a day. So I figured I got this. It was hard, but the pacing and being okay with the fact that pacing is necessary is what got me to the end of that really loving this gorgeous fall ride. So these are some of the things that we have to have some patience with and set up for ourselves. Um, and then it allows you to be okay with whatever is happening. And, you know, even on tired legs, it, it was it was good, it was bad, it was ugly at some points because who those transitions up to bridges and overpasses and stuff take some digging deep um but in that in flexing my equanimity muscle right like recognizing that things are going to ebb and flow and that's especially true on a bike ride that that's another area to practice being in pace to pause myself to relax a little bit when I could on the mediocre downhills, just coast a little bit. But tuning into my body and meditating while I was riding even made the process greater um, of an experience because the chatter that would have been there at the beginning of the season, I'm not saying like this is a lifelong, boy, Vicky's really nailed this thing. There are some rides where the critic and the bitch is really, whoosh, she's loud in there. Um, but I had promised myself knowing this pot, I was going to record this podcast after that. What could I do during the ride that could contribute? And I didn't know what that was. Uh, I just felt like something I would experience. And it was the go with the flow. It was the, I even said to Mike at one point, cause I'm usually the racer. I'm usually the one, if you're ahead of me, I am going to keep up and I'm going to pass you a couple times and then I'm okay to follow but I am the one I like to dig deep and sprint and really go far fast. And in this one, I was like, nope, I'm going to practice what I've been thinking about that if we are not in ease, we are going to explode. And you can do that when you're going through something by taking seven seconds. Just pause before you respond to something. Get rid of that reaction mode. Just get rid of it. It serves no purpose unless... You're yanking a kid out from crossing a street because they're going to get hit by a car or, you know, you have to respond in some kind of life-saving method. There is no need to react. Respond. Take a breath. Tune in and flex that muscle of balance um, because in change, we can get thrown out of balance really easily and in order to maintain your balance, you also will want to lean into a routine. Um, when things are in flux, the routines can bring you comfort and stability and everything. Again, when we were when I was moving, um, one of the things that threw me off is I like a cup of coffee in the morning. I like that moment of just taking a deep breath with the first few sips and really embracing it. And I wasn't getting that. I wasn't allowing myself to have it because I needed to get things done and or thought I needed to get things done. So 
leaning, that's where I realized, wow, my routine is really important. And I'm going to do a, a podcast on that topic too, um, because I've known about it for years, but never really created one for myself that was fulfilling. And I think it's important. So it can be a, a walk that you take. It can be going to bed at the same time every night. Um, it can be even your commitment to drinking a gallon of water a day. Like that can be your routine. What time a day do you do you refill? Lean into your routine when you're going through change. Have something that's a grounding force for you. And you get to choose because we're not in charge of what works for you. Okay? So you've been through a lot of change before and you're going to go through a lot more change. So embracing it and reflecting on your resilience in times of change before too. Um, think about some of the big changes you've gone through in your life. And even if they didn't feel so su- supportive and positive, which almost became suppositive, which is kind of like a suppository. And sometimes change is a pain in the ass. So yeah, I guess that does work there, but um, <laughs> supportive or positive chances are you were moving from that comfort zone. Um, And a comfort zone is exactly that. You're comfortable, you're not moving, you're coasting, even placating your own self that wants to expand. So when you're moving out of a comfort zone, don't worry, you're moving into a new comfort zone. You just don't know it yet. And you can rest there for a little bit once you've made some shifts. So understanding that it's often in those moments where we learn the most and you have gone through big changes before and you did okay and you went through probably some small changes you thought were no big deal and then in retrospect thought wow I really did that and it can seem like a small thing like just going to the gym for the first time or uh, signing up to try out for a choral group or submitting an art project to a juried show, whatever it is, you've done these things that are, don't really need to be measured. You just know that you've been through change and you'll be through more change. And if you can turn down the part of you that wants to have a dramatic response to that, can actually really embrace it. And through this process, you just end up prioritizing your own self-care because you recognize I'm not the only person who's gone through this. I and, and everybody else is going through some kind of change of their own. It can help us to be more compassionate. Um, but simply acknowledging that is an act of self-care because I feel like it can help us feel lighter and less alone. Um, so get the support that you you may need through this process. And when we destigmatize the fact that change has to be so difficult or it has to be dramatic and it has to be announced to everyone on every social media platform um which by the way no no it does not um but if you share with some people and get that support from your your therapist your coach your friends your clergy your parents if they're supportive of your your shifts um it will help you to open up and also re- remove some blocks because 
through change we and you need support do you have difficulty receiving um, this has admittedly been one of my challenges um, and I know where it comes from I don't need to reiterate that or visit but one of the things that I've been really conscious of is receiving help and when I was moving I had a treadmill those things are heavy I lived on the third floor <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they're talking to me <laughs> after that. Well, they're talking to me, but I'm never going to have a treadmill again. Uh, so I had to be open to people helping me and acknowledge that I needed the help and allow it to happen. And it was still really, really hard for me to do that. And I did. And I am grateful that I trusted the people enough to ask them, but I still had my own challenge on my side in feeling like I should be able to do this myself. But no, we don't have to do anything except our own change ourselves. We have to be willing to change. That's the only thing you have to do yourself. You can ask for help and receive it and, and feel valid and worthy of that. Change can give you that gift. And when you do that, you'll be able to savor just how amazing life is. You'll be able to open all your senses up. You'll, you can allow yourself to see, hear, feel, taste, smell, um, empathically receive, psychically open when life is shifting. Because sometimes in those changes, there's a reason they call it a breakthrough. You know, you break through these limitations and these mm, doubts that you have about yourself because you realize, I really can do this. And that's the gift of change too. And it can you can in, embrace the joy in that as well. Listen, you've lived so many different lifetimes that you don't remember, but I promise are in your cellular makeup. So... There's a deep well to access in there. And when you're allowing people to help, you can perhaps express yourself. Allow the feelings of fear, overwhelmment, the things that are common when we're facing change. You could be taking on a new job. Um, I work with a lot of executives and when they're shifting jobs, it's the same thing and these people from outside the session may look at it and say, well, what do they have to fear? They, they already achieved this level of success. You know what? They're stinking human. <laughs> so what do they have to fear? They have to fear their own greatness. And once we get them past the fearing the greatness and embracing it, they can then in a very balanced, humble way, be in the world. But everybody has fear when starting a new job uh, to some degree. And if they tell you no, there's probably a disconnect there or a little bit of fibbing. But that's what keeps you on your toes, right? That's what opens up, I truly believe, new neural pathways. You know, I call it my Alzheimer's prevention, everything that I'm growing, experiencing, expanding, because I'm not gonna let this brain placate. I'm not gonna let it sit still for more than, you know, a few episodes of House Hunters. <laughs> um, so you can help yourself by expressing that, letting it come out, and speak of 
what you're afraid of. Don't worry about instant manifestation. This is not mashed potatoes, okay? These aren't instant manifestations. It takes time for energy to produce something in your life. So if you're afraid of something and you're not dealing with it, well then yes, you are contributing to some of the stuff that's happening. You are contributing to blocks, to uh, frustrations and all of that. But if you speak of it, think of it as a magic dispersing wand it will open up and allow things to disperse because like like each of us we just want to be heard and so does our subconscious so if you express those fears in a safe place um, or you do some journaling or you just get it out on a walk like talk out loud let that stuff come out talk to your guides talk to your you know, grandparents on the other side or to someone understanding, let that out and work through it. It will dissipate. If it stays inside, it will fester. So find an outlet. And like I said in the beginning, the it was going to start with you have support and spirit and I'm going to complete this podcast episode with you have support and spirit. You have a guide for every area of your life. Even if you feel like you're not connecting with them, I promise you, you are. So let yourself ask of them to help you. Um, A lot of the times I will say, I don't even know who's... (laughs) on the roster today like whose job this is but can you help me out here because I'm feeling a little lost and I could use some guidance so meditation prayer contemplative walking um you know slowing down when you eat giving yourself the nutrients that you require giving yourself a hug and then I need you to reach one of your arms up straight up to the sky bend it over backwards and pat yourself on the back because you were brave enough as a soul to come in as a human being and you did not come into coast. You came into experience life and that includes change. So let's start embracing it. Okay. Okay. And I will see you in the next episode and I look forward to hearing what great changes are happening in your life. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.